0: idea or the the reality of the gift of hope and uh, first Peter uh, the Apostle Peter talks about that we are we get to experience this living energetic hope. The three thoughts were set your hope on God's plan, set your hope on God's Son and then lastly set your hope on God's gift and uh, and, and one of the, the things that I thought was really good in all of that was talking about being saved, you know giving our hearts to Jesus, telling the story of Jesus and being ready. But today I want to talk a little bit about the gift of joy. Last year I kind of went into a deeper thing going into how there's differences between joy and happiness. We know that happiness can be fleeting. We might be happy about something but, but we won't continually be happy um, every day throughout our lifetime. Happiness is great Happiness can be amazing, but um, I think of in, with our kids. I, I all my kids have brought um, uh, many, many memories of happiness. I can be happy with them at one more, uh, point, and ten minutes later, I can literally be sending them to their room. You know what I mean? Like the the happiness is over now. Now I'm upset or annoyed. Um, last last week, um, there's can also be a little mixture of happiness and joy. Um, a lot of you don't know this, but last Saturday, not this Saturday, but last Saturday, I was in the ER. Uh, getting ready to pass a kidney stone. I don't know how you get ready to pass a kidney stone, but I was there. And they had pumped me up with uh, morphine and sent me home and I woke up Sunday morning still in terrible pain and then God just graciously gave me this window between 7.30 and 12.30 where I really had no pain. And I'm not even kidding. We went to Three Amigos and Lori's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, let's go eat, you know. And literally like the last bite, all of a sudden my kidney just woke up again and it was time to get the kidney stone out. But that went from Sunday afternoon to Tuesday afternoon just terrible pain, horrible pain. And I'm on the phone with my brother, and my brother's asking me, you know, have you passed the stone yet? And I'm like, no. And you see, we're brothers. I mean, I've, I've known him my whole life. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, we, we talk, you know, all. and and, I, and I, was, I was in the bathroom. I was going to the restroom. We're talking. I got my AirPods in. And all of a sudden, I go, I go, dude. I just passed a stone. (laughs) Is this TMI? I I don't know. Okay, sorry. (laughs) I go, dude, I just passed a stone. And my brother's like this, congrats, bro, congrats. Guys, it was like I just had a kid. You know what I mean? I kind of did. You know what I mean? (laughs) But but, but, but there's this mix of this happiness and joy that the pain was over. But guys, biblical joy, on the other hand, is a long-lasting state of being. Joy is promised to us from God, and it's something that we should strive towards. And I want to talk about this today. I want to make sure that we understand that, 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 um, that joy is something that we're constantly moving toward. Hebrews 12.2 is not your normal Christmas scripture, and it's not the one that I'm using today as far as the biblical Christmas story. But, but in Hebrews 12.2, I want you to look at what the writer, he says right here. He says this, that looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith... Who for the joy, everybody say joy, that was set before us, before him, I'm sorry. Now, guys, here's, here's the thought right here. I think a lot of times when we read the scripture, we're thinking about the writer visualizing Jesus being on earth in those three and a half years of ministry and, and going to the cross. But what I see when I read this where it says the joy that was set before him, I, I'm thinking of creation in the beginning that I'm thinking about when God looked at Jesus from the throne and said, I want you to go down to earth and, and, and rescue my people as a baby. That this has been going on. This is something that was said at the beginning of time that he would endure the cross. But he was going to have to come to us as a baby first. Give me an Amen. Then he would go to the cross, and then the writer goes on to say, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I loved it last week that the writer reminded us of this, and this week he's reminding us that our God is alive, and he's sitting on the right hand of the throne. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Jesus is with us. You know, in the Old Testament, you will find the word joy hundreds of times. You're going to see it in words like simcha. Or Sassoon, or Gil, or Rena. Psalms 35 says weeping may endure for a night, but joy, Rena, comes in the morning. In the New Testament, it's close to a 100 times where you'll see kara, or euphorsune, or agaliasis. And in this in this Greek, it, 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 it's allowing us to hear and, and understand joy and rejoicing. And, and, and here it is in John 15, 11, These things I have spoken to you that my joy, kara, may remain in you, and that your joy, kara, may be full. Paul, the apostle Paul, that even in prison... Writes about joy. In Philippians 1.25, he talks about the joy of faith. In Philippians 3.1, he talks about joy in the Lord. You see, joy becomes tangible to Paul even in the darkest times and circumstances. Is Paul happy that he's in prison? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, but he is letting us know that nothing can steal his joy. Let me say it this way. Happiness is because of and joy is in spite of. It's an unexplainable joy that flows from a reservoir of inside of us. Why? It's because of Jesus. Jesus is joy. Jesus is our joy. That my joy may remain in you. Jesus said that. He says, It's my joy that I'm giving to you. The joy that we experience, it is Jesus. In 1719, there was a man by the name of Isaac Watts. It's going to come up on the screen for you. That's a good looking dude. Look at that guy. a minister back in, uh, this was his lifetime there. But in 1719, Isaac Watts was living in Stoke Newington. He was a minister. And uh, he, at the time, was working on a book of poems. In fact, they were poems that were going to be turned, most of them were turned into songs. And um, he was in a, I don't know, a devotional time, and he's reading in Psalms, and he gets to Psalms 98. And I want to read a portion of Psalms 98 so that we can kind of move further in the story, but I don't want to read the whole Psalm, so we're going to read verses 4 through 9 and even skipping around in there. It says, let the whole earth shout to the Lord, be jubilant, shout for joy and sing, sing to the Lord with a lyre, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn, shout triumphantly. In the presence of the Lord, our King, let the sea and all that fills it, the world and those who live in it, resound. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains shout together for joy before the Lord. Isn't that a powerful scripture? Again, not another scripture that we would probably read at Christmas. But see, Isaac Newton was in this around this time. And so he goes and gets his feather, his quill, and he dips it in some ink, and he starts to write down on paper, and he pins out the song that we still sing today, Joy to the World. How about we sing the first verse together? Joy to the world, the Lord has. Come on, sing it out. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing. Sing it out. And he- heaven, heaven and nature sing. Amen. I am so thankful that Isaac Watts took the time to sit down and share with us the joy that he found in Jesus A song like this is a good reminder for us that our world desperately needs joy. Guys, I want you to listen to what I'm about to say. We live in a world, and I think we can all agree on this, that our world has been broken by sin at every level. I'm amazed. um, I think that almost it seems like every year you sit there and you go, okay, we can't get any darker. You know, that we can't go to another level. And it just seems like, it seems like now it's like every couple of weeks we're hearing of something else that, that is found out about something or someone or something that they're allowing, something that they haven't stopped, something that has gone to a level that we can't even imagine. But this is the world that we live in. And, and, and the thing is, is that and, and for the reason why we feel this brokenness is because the world is full of broken people. People who have experienced brokenness at every level. If we had the time and we could all come up and kind of share our stories, we would hear levels of brokenness that probably none of us have ever experienced. I, I sit down with people sometimes and having coffee or just conversation and I'll walk in and get into my car and I'll go, wow, man, that's a whole nother level of brokenness. And I think that I've heard the worst of the worst, and then you sit down with somebody else and you find out that that wasn't the worst, that there was another level of brokenness. But this is the world that we live in. And the truth is that even in times of brokenness, even when we feel like we're in our own prisons, you and I were created to live in joy. It is in our creation. It is in our DNA. We cannot escape the moving toward or the impulse for joy, I want to open up with our Christmas scripture or or passage here. And um, I don't know if this is the one that most people would pick, but it comes out of Luke 1, and it's 30 through 49. We're not going to read 19 scriptures, I promise. But we're we're going to skip through a little bit. But it's talking about Mary. And starting in verse 30, it says this. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. For you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you will name him Jesus. He will be very great. And will be called the Son of the Most High. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Where have we heard this before, you guys? At the tent with Moses. Remember where God comes and overshadows him? Or or at the Mount of Transfiguration at the top of Mount Tabor, and, and God overshadows him. And here it is happening again with Mary. Overshadow you, so the baby to be born will be holy And he will be called the son of God. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea to the town where Zechariah lived. Now, let me just stop just for a second. I'm not trying to be political, but I want us to capture something here that we find in scripture. We live in a broken broken, uh, world. We live where levels and levels of levels. um, It just seems to change, but... When it comes to pro-choice or pro-life, I will hear hear people on the pro-choice side that will battle for when does life start. Well, we found that at first the battle was over the heartbeat, but then it became, oh, no, it's not until three months. It's not until six months. It's not until nine months. In fact, you can actually have birth with your baby and still abort them if you want to. But now we've kind of come back to where the battle is around the heartbeat again. Well, what we find here in Scripture, what we just read, I don't know if you guys caught this. It says that, it says that I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then it says, and then the angel of the Lord left her. What's it say right, ne- right next to it? A few days later. A few days later. There's no pregnancy tests. Just two or three days later, we know that Mary is going to see Elizabeth. And now uh, check this out. Look, look what happens here. It says, at the sound as she entered the house and greeted Elizabeth, at the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave, gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your, what's to say? And your child will be blessed. Amen. That even in the Christmas story, we see that as the sperm breaks through the egg, there is life. Did you know that they have a special microscope now that has captured just within the last three years, that when, that when that happens, when the sperm goes through the egg, there is a burst of light. A burst of light happens. They've seen it in mouse eggs. They've seen it in all these. Other, it literally is life. Light is life, and Jesus is light. Amen. Come on, give me an amen. That's good stuff. When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb uh, jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Mary responded, oh, my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. Amen. You know what's so cool about this is uh, Mary's carrying Jesus. She's carrying God. She's carrying Holy Spirit. She comes into the presence of Elizabeth. John the Baptist jumps in Elizabeth's womb, but it also says in scripture that immediately Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. It's powerful, you guys. This leads me to my first thought. Just actually going to be three questions. The first one is this. Are you fighting for your joy? Are you fighting for joy? You see, Mary, this is what we sometimes we don't really think about when we just read that scripture is that, it says that she returned to her town three months later. So she's three months pregnant. I want you to know that the fight began right then because you know that there were rum- rumors, there were speculations. Can you imagine the things that were said to her? Because it's, it's hard to hide that. I mean, I, I, I believe this that when women become pregnant, they become radiant, actually. It's life, they're carrying life. And here's Mary, and people know she's pregnant. They know something has changed about her, and all of a sudden it starts to happen, and there's this fight that has to begin. I start thinking about this. I started thinking about, like, um, I asked the question last week. I I, I said, what was the Christmas gift you got as a kid that you you always remember? You remember opening it, and it was special, and mine was Atari, and we talked about that. But then there's also, when was the last time that the enemy took a full-on swing at you, and you knew that he did? You see, and it was starting even here for Mary, but I remember in 2011, that's when, that's when the enemy came at me and my family. Especially, I, I would say me, just because I'm, I'm speaking for me, that he came at me. And I'm not talking about getting the rug yanked out from under me. I'm not talking about somebody pushing the ladder. I'm talking about standing at the top of Mount Everest, and I get punched in the face, and I free fall to my death. My, it was like a spiritual death almost for me. And guys, the enemy had come for me. I was confused. There was a battle for my joy. I was hurt. I felt like, like what, what we see in fi- science fiction movies where you see s- uh, star planets, you know, where they, where they implode or they explode or they get taken over by a black hole. That's exactly how I felt. I felt alone. I felt like I had lost my voice. I was beginning to allow the enemy to speak into my mind. But here's what I want to say. Even though all of this was happening, I never backpedaled away from my faith. And the reason that I'm telling you this is because it would have been very easy for me to return to the old mat. I didn't start drinking again. I All of a sudden, I, 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 you know, there wasn't this bubbling of wanting to swear and all this. I didn't fall back into a state of perversion or lust. I'm going through things that I can't explain I have no answers. They are things that I can't control. These things are happening, and I can't believe they're happening, but somehow I was still fighting, I was still striving, and I was still trying to move toward the joy that I knew that I would find in my Lord Jesus Christ. Are you fighting for your joy? You know, somehow, you know, I I think of it this way, that, that... I have been knocked off, you know, I I know God will will post me somewhere. He'll, He'll put me somewhere. And I know that I have been knocked off my watchtower many times, but he's always been faithful to put me back. In fact, the thought would be this. You might get knocked off your watchtower, but God is faithful. He will pick you up, and he will place you back at your post. That is what he's faithful to do. What is the joy that you're fighting for? Well, in Philippians 4.4, 4, how many, you, you know, there's these joy scriptures that I think they're our go-tos. But probably one of the more famous ones is out of Philippians four, 4 where it's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Well, in the Greek, it is saying rejoice is Cairo, which sounds very close to kara, right, which is joy. Rejoice is in that family. So you have Cairo. And, and, and it means to be glad, or, or the, the, my best part of it is that having a fullness of joy. So when you look at that same scripture in the New Living Testament, it says, always be full of joy, kara, in the Lord. And I say it again, rejoice, kara. So what does, it, this is what I love about a scripture like this is, is you take a scripture, and let's say rejoice in the Lord always. Uh, and again, I say rejoice. Let's say that's one of your go-to's. You get up, you say it in the morning, and you say it before you go to bed. Well, when I say to somebody that has a scripture like this that they stand on, I go, what did the writer say before it, and what did he say after? Why why did he write something so powerful, rejoice in the Lord always, and again, I say rejoice. Well, because in the verse before, the writer says, the reason you're rejoicing is because your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Come on. And then after, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice because the day of the Lord is near. This is Advent season. We are looking for the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? So I love this. Philippians 4, 5, look how he says it in the message. Help them see that the master is about to arrive. He could show up at any minute. You know, when I think about the gift of joy that is found in Jesus, there is a reason I fight for my my joy because it is the joy of my salvation. I fight because my name has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I fight because there are others that need the joy of Jesus. And I fight because I know that his return is soon. There is a reason to fight for your joy. Everybody say joy. And with that, let's sing verse 2 to joy to the world. Is that going to come up for us? There we go. Let's sing this together. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ. While fields and floods, rocks, hills and plains. Repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy. Sing it out. Repeat, repeat the sounding joy. Come oh, praise, praise God. Amen. I got two more thoughts and I promise you we're gonna go quick. The, the second one is this, are you a carrier of joy? So the first thought is are you fighting for joy? Are you a carrier of joy? Mary was the ultimate carrier, we know that. Nobody's ever gonna touch that both you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, she was the carrier of the Lord Jesus Christ. And she was an example of the, of the purpose and the grit and the faithfulness and love to do so. And I think about this joy that we are carrying inside, that we carry inside ourselves in the purpose and the favor and the, the privilege we have in carrying Jesus to others. Well, Pastor Matt, what what are you talking about? How are we carriers of Christ? Well, let's look at Scripture. In Romans 8, 10, it says, because of the Christ in you. 2 Corinthians 4, 6, 7, it says, this treasure in earthen vessels. We actually sang about that this morning. We are the earthen vessels. We are carrying this treasure. Galatians 1, 15, 16, because his son is in me. Galatians 2, 20, it is Christ who lives in me. And then in Galatians 4.19, my dear children, this is Paul writing from prison, says, for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth. Let's stop there just for a second. So he's, he's writing to them, letting them know that he's in again in the pains of childbirth because he's wanting them to discover Christ, that there would be this birthing of Jesus from him to them that they would receive. And look how he goes on to say it. Until, what's it say? Christ is formed in you. Christ formed in us tells us that we are the carriers of his joy. We are carriers of him. I don't care if you go into a Starbucks. I don't care if you go into a hospital or you walk into a family gathering. It doesn't matter if they are saved or unsaved. You are carrying the presence of Christ with you. And I promise you that when you walk into that room, the atmosphere has to change. Come on. The atmosphere has to change. This is because we carry Christ. We carry him wherever we go. And I would ask this question. Has hate, has sorrow, or envy, or rebellion pushed the joy or pushed Jesus to the back? And I would want to encourage you this. Keep fighting. Keep striving. Be a carrier of Jesus. Be a carrier of his joy. Be a carrier of joy. Be a life giver. Fight, fight, fight for your joy. Can I get an amen? And here's my last thought. I'm going to have the worship team come on up. Can we give them a hand? God bless them. Amen. Amen. You know you've got a good worship team when even the Grinch wants to play with you. Come on now, you guys. So here's the third and final thought. Are you thankful for the joy that you have found in Jesus? Are you thankful for the joy that you have found in Jesus? Can you guys, can we just say joy? Come on. Say, say it one more time. Say it one more time. There's something about joy, and there's something about the joy that we find and that we have in our Savior. And if you have come here today, and you're not sure what to be thankful for, you can be thankful and you can praise him for the gift of joy that he has given you. Amen? In, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. That's what scripture tells us, that God, that in your presence is fullness of joy. My medicine, dear God, is your joy. There was joy yesterday, there is joy today, and there will be joy in the morning. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Jesus, you are my joy. Church, your joy is eternal. There is a reason for your joy. Listen, devil, I I, I think for a lot of us sometimes it's like, devil, I want to let you know. And I want to stand in front of you and say, you have no authority over my life. That demons, you cannot have my joy. That we are putting the gates of hell on notice. That we have been forgiven. We have been set free. Our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. We are fighters for his kingdom and his joy. We are, you are, and I am a carrier of his joy. And we know that the time of the Lord is coming soon. Jesus is. Thank you, God, for your gift of joy. Amen. Come on. Yeah, let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Joy to the world that the Lord has come. Let's sing this third verse together, you guys. Uh, Yeah, there you go. That's a good key right there. Joy to the world, verse 3. Sing it out. Let's all stand. Come on, let's stand together. Come on, let's celebrate this. Praise the Lord. You know, we actually might even go back to verse 1, but let's do verse 3 here together. Let's sing it out. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations proof the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love and wonders and wonders of Verse 1, joy to the world. Joy to the world. Sing it out. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven Sing, come on, let's give the Lord a hand of praise, Amen. Praise God, Church. I I just want to do this. The worship team is going to worship here in a little bit for us, and and I just think it's important that every person. I don't care if it's because of um, if it's in a marriage or if it's you just you know isolating yourself or or like what we talked about a little bit, just of lighting the candle of joy, guys. I just want you to, you know, if you are in a place where you feel like, Pastor Matt, I haven't been even capable of living in this joy for a while, or I haven't been able to really settle down for a moment just to even recognize what the season is about, I want to say this to you, don't leave here today without coming down and letting the Lord just infuse you, just give you just a, a revelation of Him and His joy. Because I, everybody here, I want you to know this, it's in your DNA and we all need it, amen? Don't let the devil steal your joy. So so let's just, Heavenly Father, let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this, these people, God. I thank you for this body. And Lord, I'm just asking you that, Father God, that no matter what level they are at in their faith or in their walk, even at this time, they just maybe they're just beat down, they're tired. God, I just pray that today would be the day that, Lord, that you just pour joy back into their lives. Lord, that they would be able to drink from this and that it would become a fountain from inside themselves, dear Lord. Father God, today, right now, every man and woman, Lord, that they would be, that they would walk out with your joy and that their joy would be full, that they would be operating from a fullness of joy. That, and, and God, I just pray that any attack of the enemy, anything that demons or the devil, the plans that they might have for our families in our lives, God, that they would be broken in the name of Jesus. That, Lord, that all families... All people in this room would walk in your joy today. And I ask this in your precious name, and everybody said, Amen. Let's just sing for a while, but if you would like prayer, if you'd like to just come.